Hey, welcome to the EchoCast, episode 32. I am Bon Diesel. If you are new, welcome. If you are old, welcome back. For sure. We had a fairly light week this week. Nothing too crazy, but if you've been here before, you know I can find a way to talk about anything. So, let's go from there. Content updates. Uh... First thing is that this week I'm going to work on a Intel Insights video. If you haven't checked out my YouTube before, I did a series called Intel Insights where I went through and created basically a little lore video for every single bit of uh, audio Intel that we got during the Division 1 underground, west side piers, and the base game. So. I'm doing a few more of those uh, for the shields because the shields have audio recordings if you didn't know already. I did one for the shields one through four. Now I'm gonna do one for the shields five through eight. And then I assume right before division two comes out, I will do uh, nine through 12. So beyond that, uh, if you haven't already checked it out, I am doing a at division shots uh, Twitter page now where I'm going to try to share people's current screenshots and things like that mostly division but if i see cool stuff for other games i'll do that as well i had a giveaway going on for a division 2 hoodie and t-shirt the winner of that was maverick cw many of you know her as mav she's one of the hgg girls uh, she streams a bit and she's pretty active on twitter so check her out if you haven't before I hope she enjoys the hoodie and the t-shirt and I will be jealous of her because they look pretty cool. The last thing is uh, I took a little bit of an unannounced break. It wasn't a big deal. Nothing really triggered it or caused it to be totally honest uh, other than the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. I guess that's the true blame. <laughs> um, that's a game as well as like Odyssey and some other games. I don't really like to stream. I kind of like to really get stuck in them with the exception of uh, Tomb Raider. I actually really enjoyed that, but that was more of like a movie than like a, a deep open world game. So yeah, I took a week off and I streamed this morning. If you're, I'm recording this on Saturday uh, and it was awesome. It was good to be back, uh, but it was nice to take a week off, watch some streams, just play some games without thinking about anything else, especially Red Dead, which I've been anticipating for basically ever since I finished the first one. I didn't make like a big deal out of it because I didn't really think that was necessary. I know people do that sometimes and all the power to them. I just took a few days off and now we're back. Uh, from moving forward, I had considered getting Fallout 76. That's not going to happen. That looks awful. Um, I'm probably not really going to promote or talk about Anthem that much. It looks like it's going to be super boring to me personally. Uh, that's only my opinion. I don't expect anyone to actually agree with me. But yeah, that's that's not my thing, I don't think. So uh, especially by the time it comes out, I'm going to be laser focused on Division 2. So uh, for the next few months, we're probably going to be looking at uh, doing some Division streams and Blackout. I am still enjoying that quite a bit. Um, 
I am going to finish up Odyssey and Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of on my own. I'm actually probably pretty close to Red Dead Redemption 2. If the Red Dead multiplayer is fun and genuinely like exciting to play and stuff, I may stream a little bit of that. But the actual story, I kind of just want to experience myself. So, so that's what I'm going to do. Stay of the game recap. No stay of the game. <laughs> um, Division news. Um, so we did get a November event schedule uh, for Division. The Talon Shield, uh, if you remember, was moved up a week to November 8th. So that will be coming out, I assume, this coming week. Um, yep, it will be on Thursday. So by the time you're listening to this, it might be out or it's at least coming soon. That's the one where you're going to need to complete all of the legendaries. Uh, it will not be retroactive. This will kick off the uh, the ninth of the 12 shields. So there's only going to be three more after this, with the last one coming in February, a uh, month before the game comes out. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping I've really been uh, a few of the shields, the audio, have kind of wrapped up a few things in the story or at least given us a little bit of stuff to think about. I am hoping these last few maybe really uh, dive in a little bit or give us some real closure or help transition us to the next game. A thing I've talked a little about a little bit and, and have kind of explained is I, I think people need to realize is that the Division 2 is essentially taking place in a time where all of the agents all over the world are being asked to leave their current assignment, whatever city they're in, to go to whatever base is nearest them. So for the agents in New York, it's D.C., as well as probably the most of the Northeast U.S. is probably going to D.C., and we'll have to see uh, if these last few shields kind of usher us into that, but we'll see. Um, there were a few different things announced in the November event schedule. Uh, GE Onslaught will be on the 19th. There's some double reward events like HVTs, DZ, um, supply drops, and things like that. Uh, I think every weekend has something, which is great. Um, the one thing I will complain about a bit is no scheduled stay of the game. We're a few months away. I get it. Those guys are super duper busy. I get it. I think that's totally fair. But man, even if it was just kind of a short cringe stream, just one would be pretty nice. It, it would have been really cool to have someone on from the narrative team to talk about the True Sons a bit to compliment the dev blog that we got. But that's not going to happen, it seems, and, and that's fine. Um, we will get a de another dev blog towards the end of the month. Um, I don't really know what it's going to be about. I kind of assumed this last one would be about the factions. I was kind of hoping it'd be more than True Sons, but we did get a few more details about them. I'm going to guess the one coming this month maybe has something to do with maybe skills or something like that. I really don't know. I have no clue. So we'll, um, we'll have to see. But the, the lack of state of the game, I get it. I can understand it. I don't think it's a great look. I think it's it's good to even if it's one short one to kind of keep that that dialogue open, see those faces. Uh, maybe it's in lieu of something else. Maybe we'll get some kind of other like special announcement or something like that. I don't know. Um, 
we're getting to a point where it's November. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe they announced the first beta, uh, the beta dates here by the end of the month. Um, because even if we don't have them till January, it's not out of possibility that we may get those dates to start kind of get that hype going. Uh, so people start rolling in their pre-orders and signing up for the, uh, the closed beta and stuff like that. Um, that maybe that's, maybe that's why. Um, the, the one thing I, I don't really want to make a big deal out of yet, and this is past the November schedule is, you know, it's been a few months. It's, you know, been a few months since E3 and some of those announcements and things like that. Um, but, but I think we really are getting to a point where I suspect that the, those release packages and a lot of those details are starting to come to more clarity on their side when it comes to um, figuring out like what that whole stash space thing means with the, with the season pass or with the, the ultimate edition of Phoenix, what the additional activities and the season pass means, um, how it's going to work with people getting access to DLC seven days early. And is that going to give them a, a huge advantage over people who don't have the season pass or is it going to be fairly negligible? Uh, the three days of early access to the game in general, which I personally don't think is that big of a deal, but I still think that, you know, some details on that and how that's going to work would be good. I think we're getting to a point now where sooner than later, we need to get a lot more detailed information on those things uh, because we're getting to a point now where, you know, before it was pretty far out. And so I, I thought that if people were spending their money back when, around E3 on the pre-orders, they were gonna spend their money no matter what. But now we're getting to a point where people more in the middle, um, if anything, it may increase pre-orders and stuff like that, if they can give us some details so people know what they're buying. I just, I, I really think it's gonna be important that sooner or later we get those details. And from a, from my perspective, if anything, to try to head off um, some of the more sensational or some of the more uh, opportunistic uh, members of the community who the longer we wait the more they're going to take advantage of that and trying to get everyone all riled up and all freaking out and get them youtube clicks you know um, i think the more clarity faster would be good um, for the game and for everyone involved um, i don't really think there's a reason to hold back much longer i and, and let me clarify I'm not blaming the devs for this. I'm not blaming any of the community managers or developers. Um, I understand this is a thing that's um, this kind of information being permitted to be released is a higher pay grade or a different building. <laughs> um, those t things, as I'm aware, tend to be Ubisoft things and not massive things. But I still think it's one of those things that it's only going to be good to get that stuff out, even if it's kind of a rip the band-aid sort of deal. Even if the information that's going to get released maybe isn't super positive, maybe if it's stuff that they know is going to upset uh, some people, maybe even people like myself. But that's a thing that if you rip that band-aid sooner than later, a lot of that will subside by before the game comes out and hype kind of takes over. And as long as there's not anything that's like too world-ending, it's a good way to work through some of that stuff. They can give us some answers. People can ask questions, get some clarity. Um, I, I just think that unless there's some 
truly diabolical, apocalyptic, bad stuff in there, I think it can only help to give us those details as soon as they're able, um, like by end of year, preferably. Because if you think January 1st, you know, we're only two and a half months away from the game releasing, coming out, hitting shelves, and um, it's going to be here before we know it. So we'll see. I'd like maybe a stay of the game or some really detailed article or something like that to give us those details. Um, and, and more than anything, it comes down to just hoping that the, the, P, the powers that be allow them to give us those details as soon as possible. I'm... I'm very realistic about who gets to make that call and that it's probably someone who we've never even heard of who makes that call. So there's definitely no blame on me um, from the people that we actually know and who have to face us. You know, I just hope that whoever's sitting in that office that makes that decision somewhere in Paris or whatever uh, understands that it's probably best for the game to get that stuff out sooner than later. So there's that. Okay, so on this week's discussion, um, I was actually inspired by Pardone on my on I think it was my Discord. Maybe it was the the Sitrep Bombshell Jackets uh, Bullets and Beer. I can't remember, but Pardone um, kind of just asked me to address the whole PVE versus PVP community kind of rivalry thingamajig. So what I've broken it up to is four relatively quick topics, probably talking about why that's a thing, my take on it, and my opinion on why it exists, some things I've noticed about it, and some solutions. So let me preface this discussion. <laughs> um, let me make it real clear that there's some things in here that will probably not jive with what you think. There's some things in here that are purely my opinion and observation that I don't consider fact, or I don't consider things that everyone should agree with. If anything I say here personally offends you, sorry. Um, but this is kind of my take on it. And beyond all those things, I'm willing to have a discussion about this stuff. Tweet me, hit me up on Discord, wherever. Let me know. I'm happy to, if there's something I get wrong or if you have a different opinion that you want my rebuttal on, go nuts, let me know. Um, but okay, so, so why I think it's a thing. Um, so we all know that the division one has had a, a very loud and public, you know, quote unquote rivalry between people who prefer PVE and PVP. Um, I, I think one of the big reasons for this is, is the implementation of the DZ and how, um, it creates that kind of natural rivalry between these groups. So there's people maybe not as much anymore, but at one point who were in the DZ to gear up to farm gear and they just wanted to be left alone and they wanted to just kill some, kill some NPCs, extract some new gear that they needed and get out because it was a good place to do it at various times in this game, including now I I'm under the impression you can get quite a few exotics and classified gear and, and stuff like that. And then you had the people who came into the game and, bought the division because they liked the idea of this rogue system and the DZ as this this kind of uh, wild west area in a modern game in a modern setting and they're in there to kill people they don't care about your gear they don't they, they care about ruining your day and I'm not saying that in a bad way 
it's not because it's not about ruining your day. It's about making their day. It's about them going in there and being like, I want to kill some people. Skirmish doesn't satisfy me. Last Stand doesn't satisfy me. No other game provides the type of gameplay a Division does. And I want to have that gameplay and kill people. And this is my favorite avenue to do it. And I think when you put those two types of groups together, it's going to create a natural rivalry. Now, one thing I want to clarify is I personally have observed that while people in these two camps tend to be very noticeable, whether it's on social media or YouTube or whatever, I would still argue that both of them are a pretty tiny percentage of the of the past and the current player base. Um, I don't really even consider myself a PvE person, even though that's how I appear because of my play. But I like both. I like the idea. I consider myself a balanced player. I don't really mess with PvP anymore because I've kind of been getting that itch scratched by other games like Blackout and, and so on. But I, I, I feel like even beyond that, even if that's true, or maybe it's false, I don't know. I still think that that, that jamming together of concepts of a game, um, it's fairly unique. I don't know that's ever been done in such a obvious way that it has been done in Division. And I think it's it's kind of why we're in this thing. So, so when it comes to my take from what I've noticed uh, in this quote-unquote rivalry, which I'll make clear, clear right now, I think it's pretty artificial. I don't think there needs to be a rivalry. Um, I think there definitely is. I think there's some people who stoke that. I think there's some people who get caught up in it needlessly. Um, I think there's some people who enjoy it. Um, so I think it's kind of an unnecessary thing. I don't think it should exist, but you know, should and will are two different things. Um, but kind of a thing I've noticed is that my opinion on the division is that despite some of its marketing and despite some of its features, um, I think there's many choices that were and are made in the division that lead me to believe that the division is a PVE game at its core. It was designed that way. That that fairly heavily features PvP, but does not prioritize PvP from a absolute base level. From when they built the game from its core, there simply aren't features and there aren't features that are in the division that lead me to believe it was designed to be a PvP or a competitive PvP game. When you look at games like Counter-Strike Go, even the Black, you know, Black Ops and the Call of Duty games, PUBG, Fortnite, a lot of these games, even Battlefield, that have PvP as a as their primary feature. That's what they're there for. You see things like low lag compensation you see things like you know 60 you know 40 50 60 hertz servers that are updating extremely fast and, and that are very demanding you see a lot of choices made 
that you look at and you're like, oh, this game was designed to be a PvP game. When you look at the division, that's not the case. And that's, f and that's fine, in my opinion. But I think one of the big parts of this rivalry and just a lot of tension in the community, especially from the PvP side of things, is I, is I still, to this day, I still think there's a lot of people big creators and, and people who have never looked at Twitter who who thought this game because of marketing, because of the way it was shown and some of the things that are in it, went into this game thinking this was going to be like a PvP experience. It was a PvP game. Uh, and, and, and for the things I've said, I, I feel like that just isn't the case. Um, and and for me, that's fine. I didn't come to the division for that experience. It's not what I want from it. You know, that's not what I was looking for when I bought the division. I was like, oh, that's cool. You can do some of that stuff. That's fine. But I wanted a cool story, some cover-based, you know, gameplay, PVE, some challenging stuff, loot, improve my character, some RPG mechanics. Like, and I think a lot of people came to this game from games like Battlefield and Call of Duty because they saw modern aesthetic modern story modern guns futuristic tech they saw a lot of things that the average person who may just see a couple trailers and see some stuff on youtube or whatever may have bought the division not even knowing it was an rpg i won't say i was one of those people because i i knew a little bit more and after the beta and stuff i kind of realized it wasn't just a shooter but I still think that even to this day, there's people who bought the game who just never even understood that it's not a realistic shooter. And maybe they understand it after playing it for a bit, but that's still, they may like the division so much. Um, there's people who I know for a fact wish that the, that, that the division was not an RPG, that they just wish it was like Ghost Recon or something like that, where it was just, you know, one shot headshots and all that. And I think there's an argument to be made that that would be really cool. I think it'd be a, this game would do very well in that way. Um, but that's kind of a that that kind of doesn't matter because they've made it very clear for a long time that the division is an RPG first, and that's great because there's other games like that to play. There's Wildlands, there's Ghost Recon, you know, the other Ghost Recon games, and if you want that experience, it's out there. It's just not the division. And I still think that that expectation versus reality with the division has been a big part of this problem and this kind of rivalry that's kind of bubbled up since the game came out. I, I think games like Destiny and Warframe have shown um, that they, they can be sustainable, um, being pretty much PvE-based. Um, I know Warframe has PvP. I'm under the impression it's not taken seriously, essentially. It's not a big pillar of the experience. Destiny has its fans uh, of PvP, but I know for the most part, people are not really taking it super seriously. Um, I know that you have to do it for some um, quest and for to get some of the exotic gear and weapons, but I'm not really under the impression. Uh, it sounds like one of the modes people enjoy the most in Destiny 2 in PvP is Gambit, which is actually mostly it's a PvEVP <laughs> um, competitive mode where it's two teams facing off doing PvE activities and then they can do PvP to try to disrupt their opponents, which is cool. I love that idea. I would love to see something like that in Division 2. 
But I still think those games have shown that if you put out high-quality, consistent PvE activities, a game can do just fine. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who think that a game like Division has to be carried by a PvP base and streamers and stuff like that. And it absolutely helps. But I, I still think the intent with Division is to not be a primarily PvP game. That very well may change in Division 2. Um, I would love to see it more balanced, but we don't know yet. Uh, my stance on Division PvP has always been that it should be good, because there's a lot of people who enjoy it. If it was more balanced and a little more fun, I would be more than happy to do it more than I do. It should be a pleasurable thing to do. It should be fulfilling. It should be rewarding for the people who do it. But again, it just gets back to my point that I just don't think that even though they've spent, I believe, a fairly large amount of time on PvP and attempting to make it better in Division 1, I just don't believe it was ever an, intended to be the focus. And, and I think that um, kind of moving into the what I've noticed kind of thing. Um, the, the PvP in Division is weird because I think that anyone who bought the game when it came out, who was maybe a more serious like Call of Duty p player or you know other PvP games that are more known for that being their thing, probably left the, the Division fairly early. So what was left behind were people, the people who are hardcore PvP fans in the Division, or maybe people who weren't really fans of PvP in other games. Maybe they're better at PvP in the Division than they were in those more known PvP games. And uh, you get kind of a, a weird thing where if Division 2 all of a sudden has really good PvP mechanics, all the people who love it in Division 1 may end up getting trounced by people from other games who may come in and kind of roll, you know? And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that will improve the quality of the PvP and, and, and how many people enjoy it and play it. Um, but I've I've always kind of noticed that you don't see too many people who enjoy the Division PvP who are you know super competitive in other routes. I'm sure there's exceptions to that, and maybe I'm completely off base, but that's just my own observation. I think there's a there's a weird thing. Um, where I've noticed that because it's most visible in social media and stuff like that, there there's this idea that you know, PvP is the majority of the gameplay and stuff that's left. And from a logical point of view, I think that makes sense to think, to say, that everyone you see on YouTube, everyone you see on Twitter, you know, a majority are talking about PvP. They're posting clips from the DZ or from survival PvP and stuff like that. Um, I still would be willing to bet, I'd be willing to put quite a bit on the line to say that if you look at the stats, massive headquarters, and you look and see how many people are participating in PvE activities and PvP activities, I would be willing to bet it's like 90 or 95% PvE. And I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. I know it's been the same PvE stuff basically for two and a half years, but I have a feeling that that's still the case. And that doesn't diminish the importance of PvP. I don't think that means that it's not important. It doesn't need to be worked on or focused on or griped about. But I still think that that's a big part. So when people are seeing that things aren't being fixed in PvP, things aren't being balanced, gear sets aren't being adjusted and things like that, 
in their brains they're saying you know if there's a couple hundred thousand people playing the game still if if 95 percent of them are doing pvp it's ridiculous that they aren't fixing it and i think people may need to realize that if there's only you know five or ten percent of the player base doing those things maybe that's why they aren't spending those resources and, and and doing those things i could be wrong i don't know i'm just guessing i'm pulling stuff out of my butt completely but I, I'm pretty willing to, I'd, I'd put a few bucks behind that statement. I'd be pretty willing to bet that it's, um, it's, it's more the way I'm thinking than otherwise, but who knows? Again, I can say that. And unless some dev wants to stun on me, you know, wants to dab on me and throw me the real numbers, uh, I, I, I'm probably going to stick with that idea. Um, an, an interesting thing I've always noticed um, between the people who really do consider themselves PvP or PvE people in the division is this idea that the other side got all of the attention. I've seen it over and over. PvP people will say, well, look at all these expansions and these missions you got and HVTs and all of this stuff, West Side Piers, all those things. Look at all the stuff you got, you know. That's why they didn't make the PvP better. But then you'll see PVE people say the exact same thing, but flip-flopped. You know, well, look at all these patches they did just for PvP. Look at all this stuff they changed. Look at all these gear sets that they made worse in PvE just for you, just to try to help balance PvP. And what's what's interesting to me about that is that, so that creates that natural animosity. So again, that adds to this idea of this generated rivalry. And there's people who have taken advantage of that and pushed that and sensationalized it. And then there's people who have looked at it very reasonably and still been upset about it. And, and I, I think it's, um, I think that both sides kind of have a point, you know? Um, I, I think that as someone who always wanted way more story and more story missions to come out, I mean, I really thought when this game came out, when all those DLCs were rolling, I thought for sure we'd get a couple more missions, you know? I, I It kind of blew my mind that we didn't. The closest thing we got was the incursions which are kind of their own thing we got a bunch of a bunch of legendaries but those are really still just recycled missions that were harder the closest thing we got to a new mission was that first mission for the underground but even that was basically just an underground instance that you entered from the base map but then from a pvp perspective if you know if 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 they're being told that everything's been spent on them then you know things are still fairly unbalanced um there's a meta for sure um like there basically has been in every patch there's only a few viable guns there's only a few viable gear sets there's only a few viable skills and talents and even gun mods and mods you you know put on your gear so i can see both sides and why they think the other side got all of the attention, and that's why their side sucks, you know? Um, but I, I don't think either one of them are right, and I think they're both kind of right, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Um, and, and I think my final point about the things I've noticed, um, I think that there's people, um, especially content creators, uh, who tried to be like full-time division people, despite a lot of things that maybe made that a bad choice. I think the people just got bored and and either they weren't a creator and they just were bored and so that they wanted to just fight with people or argue with people 
or if they were creators, especially people who were depending on it completely, they knew that, well, I could try to move to a whole new game or other games, but that's going to be hard to crack into some other games, especially popular ones that already have kind of their set creators. Um, maybe they waited too long. Maybe they you know stuck around division too long or, or only focused on the division for too long. And they, and they kind of did this, this cost, you know, this, the weighed it out and said, man, I, I could, I could maybe go into the clickbait sensational side of division and it may be short term, but it will sustain me for what I'm doing now. Or I can jump into the unknown and potentially just fail. And unfortunately, I, I think a decent number of creators and streamers and personalities and such, uh, maybe even including myself to a point, uh, just realized it was just a little easier um, to to stoke this kind of rivalry to stoke the issues on one side or the other um, than to be creative or make new content or look at other avenues for revenue or content. Um, and, and, and I really think, um, that that's not going to end with division one. I think people need to realize that, um, even if the division two comes out and it's perfect, which it probably won't be, because that's reality. Few things in life are perfect. Almost nothing's perfect. Uh, nothing, as far as I can think, is perfect. But I hope that people are ready for and willing to acknowledge that in Division 2, even if they happen to make a perfect game, there's going to be personalities, and there's going to be creators, and there's going to be parts of the community and members of the community who will be unhappy no matter what comes out. Nothing that Division 2 is going to put out is going to satisfy everyone. Even people who aren't creators, and even people who aren't sensational, or bored, or clickbaity. This game brings such a huge variety of people, whether it's third-person gamers, shooter people, RPG people, military game people. They're, they're such a huge, casual and serious players. The variety of people who play this game is so varied that my understanding is that it will it is impossible to please everyone and so i don't even know how you approach that as a game designer you do your best which is what i think they've done with division one of course it could have always been better but i've always felt that they have tried you know successfully or not is probably your own opinion but they, they've always done their best to try to satisfy everyone it's just sometimes you, you just can't and um, it's going to be the same with Division 2. Um, obviously, I hope there's a lot of decisions uh, made that make it better. I hope there's a whole lot of things that that make it harder for people to be that way. But they're going to be either way. There's going to be people who are going to strike this PvE versus PvP thing again in Division 2. And it's probably going to be there. Um, but but my big thing is that I just implore that people try to look at both sides. Um, and, and that kind of leads to like, you know, what do I think the solution is? Um, I think from like a dev standpoint that, and I think they probably already do this from some of the, some of the decisions made, um, is just focus on like the average player. Should, you know, the Twitter person with 50,000 followers or the YouTube person with a million followers or, you know, the Twitch streamer who gets, you know, a few thousand people at a time watching them. 
Like, should they have input? For sure. Absolutely. They probably play the game more than anyone. But I think people who should get an equal amount of influence are people who play for five hours a week, maybe, if they're lucky, who don't stream, who don't make YouTube videos, who maybe don't even check Twitter or look at any of these social media things that that we we all seem to be so involved in. I would be willing to bet that a vast majority of the community who has played or still plays the game isn't involved in any social media in any way, shape, or form. They just turn on the game, they play it for an hour or two here and there, and then they turn it off and they go do other stuff. I, I, I think that that's the vast majority of the community. So... I, I really hope that that they focus on people's opinions and and desires who aren't part of like the tribal system of the you know so and so follows this streamer or is this streamer or this creator or is a PVE person or a PVP person. I, I really hope there's a there's a big focus on on the average player. I I, I really think that um, even when it comes to PVP and stuff like that, uh, you know, giving the 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 regular player the 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 ninety five percent of people you know the preference when it comes to changes and and things like that would be good um i I think that what we forget is a lot of the people who are the loudest maybe aren't necessarily super worried about how satisfying or fun the game is for everyone, but they're kind of focused on themselves and it makes sense this includes me that they they want the game to be the best it can be for them to stream. Uh, be the best it can be for them to make videos for be the best it can be for those things and if it's not they'll find a way to still do those things uh, and maybe it's not always going to be so positive I just um, I, I really think that the best way to do it is this kind of maybe impossible task of giving us a fun balanced satisfying PvP game that also has lots of variety in the PvE side that's always being added to and is fun to play and adds story and adds lore and is different every time. You know, there's this there's this like sweet spot that I think they'll they'll get to. And and I think that they've probably learned more lessons than we can even imagine from Division One. But I really think just finding a way to hear the average person balance the attention and the content in different ways for the PVE and PVP side of the game. I mean, I think that's the way to do it. And probably the last thing I would say is important is for them to stick to their vision. When Rogue 2.0 came out, there was a point where I had said something along the lines of, I know people who are loud, the loudest people here who represent a very small part of the community are unhappy with this, but Rogue 2.0 was not perfect. There were some decisions I wish would have been a little different. But what I liked about Rogue 2.0 is it was them looking at the numbers, thinking up a solution that fit their intent of the game, and then executing on it. And, and kind of making it clear that this is our game we're making for you. We hear you, but we also have this thing we want to do. We, we want to try this. And that's what we're going to do. Um, and, and not just relenting to the mob, right? 
I still think Rogue 2.0 was one of those decisions that was made for the whole community and has probably improved the experience of a majority of the people, uh, while it's also uh, made the experience for a lot of people worse. I, I get it. I was watching a stream today of DZ work and you know the, the lack of friendly fire, the grenade spam, that stuff, it, it's not better. But I still think for the average player it is. Um, and I think that's something I hope they stick with in Division 2 in some capacity. Rogue 2.0 might not be the best example, but I, I still like the idea of them having an intent, having a vision, and going through with it while also hearing out the community and adjusting as they can or as they're willing to. But who knows? Well, that's the discussion. I didn't get any listener questions this week, which is no problem. So that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you have questions, if you have comments, or I'm sure I'll get a few uh, on some of my thoughts and what I've said here um, about microtransactions or the PvE versus PvP, about stay of the games, things like that. Let me know. I'm curious. Uh, ask me questions. Give me your opinion. I'm always happy to address it either on the next podcast or directly back to you. If you want to ask those questions, the best place to do it is on Twitter or Discord. You can find the EchoCast on Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch as Bondiesel. You can find me on Instagram as Bondiesel underscore Twitch. That's all I have for you today. Thank you very much for listening. I am Bond Diesel, and until next time.